This is the Bo Show. Hell yeah, yeah. On Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Welcome to the Bo Show. That is Will Nault on the keys. I got Peter to my right right here. Uh, we got two guys out of town for some hockey thing happening. Yeah, can you believe that? Some hockey They're going to your Friday home state. They're invading your home state. <laughs> Are you guys Texas. not tired of talking about hockey yet? Very tired. Very much so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there is things happening, so it's new today at least. But, uh, yeah, just you know, kind of get on with the news here. Moving along. There we go. That's why I'm looking forward to an hour of football. Talk. There we go. Yeah, I know there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in the hockey world. Let's shift gears to football. Uh, going to be a very fan-oriented show, so uh, text in to 960-960. Uh, let me know what you want to talk about. Let me know any questions you have over the weekend in the CFL, uh, whatever it might be. As long as it is not hockey-related, I will answer <laughs> your question. Um, we're going to talk yeah, CFL. You're in, your, you're in your cutoff sleeves. Cutoff sleeves. Embarrassing. <laughs> what cutoff On your sleeve? hockey jersey. It's oh, embarrassing. Yeah, awesome. yeah, terrible. It's a hockey sweater. <laughs> it's a flag. Get it right. Um, we are, we, we're going to talk CFL week one, uh, including our game, uh, my player of the game, who I thought, you know, from our game was the top player that maybe didn't get recognized as much. We're going to talk a little dad hacks again there at the end, some father's day. Um, but, uh, let me, uh, let me get y'all's opinions. Just week one CFL. how did it go for you guys? What'd y'all think? I thought it was awesome to be honest. I mean, outside, it's really too bad. The opening game of the year yeah. had so many delays, but I think overall, um, if, if you're a football fan and you've been itching to get back to some real action, I, I thought it was awesome. And it was uh, cool to see you know, pretty much every game uh, not be a blowout either, which was, which was fun. Yeah, it looks a little lopsided in the standings right now with uh, all of the West at one and zero, except for Winnipeg and Ottawa sitting atop, like that for a while. Yeah, sitting atop the East at zero and zero right now with Ottawa. But the, the the games were really entertaining. I enjoyed all of Week One in the CFL. Yeah, I mean, I thought uh, shoot, Ottawa did everything they had to do to get in the first place in the East. <laughs> yeah, they really <laughs> grinded through. Um, and I mean, every team in the West technically won. Winnipeg's still an East East Coast team to me. That's the way I see them. Um, but can't, can't nah. disagree. No, I'm fine with that. <laughs> but it was uh, no, nah, it was good. I, I thought I thought good football all around. Honestly, I mean, even our score it looks a little bit more lopsided than it was. It looks like we you know doubled their score twenty eight to fourteen, uh, which technically we did. But it was um, to me it was a tighter game than that. But uh, let's start off Edmonton Winnipeg. Um, yeah, opening well, game of the year. You're excited for it. Um, you know, then can here I, comes can I just say left. how much do you think? Uh, and, and this is kind of silly because your first CFL start was very impressive, but. How do you think that helped Chris Strivler in terms of the delays being able to go down through film for an American kid who, you know, was getting used to the uh, the Canadian game, and that's why you don't see a guy come straight out of college and start his first game. But how did you think he did, and how do you think those delays helped him? Man, I thought he handled himself very well, uh, especially, like you said, being the first rookie to start since Calvillo in a long time coming out of college. Um, I thought he really handled himself. I thought he did a good job using his feet. Obviously, it's something that the Edmonton defense was planning for. You know, they were... You could tell every time he took off, he, he had a guy in his face pretty quickly. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I think the rain delays actually, you know, it does help. You get to go in there and not just see the, the iPad on the sideline for a couple minutes and then, hey, you know, pick on the defense. We got to get out there. Um, but he got to sit down, you know, talk about it for an hour, see what they're doing. Um, and I thought he did a, a heck of a job. I mean, he only threw for, you know, 180, but he threw for three touchdowns. He rushed for another 30. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I thought he handled the offense very well and, and ultimately – he put himself, his, his team in a position to win the game. Um, and they tricked it off there, right there at the very end. But, um, I mean, when you're playing Mike, you know, there's always a chance. Gonna come yeah, you back can't leave the him in the game, right? 
Yeah. And that'll happen to you, especially when he's got six hours to do it. Um, you know, Mike Riley's going to find a way to get it done. But yeah, no, I thought he was impressive. And, and I just thought that the ability to go in, because as you talked about, it's one thing to do it for 95 seconds on the sideline, but it's also a different time when you get to talk to a coach, you get to talk to the rest of the quarterback room, you get to talk to Matt Nichols, who was still there. Um, that's, a, that's a big help for him and, and good on him for, for making good use of it. It's just too bad they didn't get the win. Yeah, I mean, I thought, like you said, I thought it was great. I thought he did a good job showing up. Um, Pete, what do you think? Yeah, no, I, I thought he did really well as well. Like, I mean, it, it's obviously a very unique situation with all the weather delays and things like that, but it was a game that I was not anticipating to be all that close, and I, I thought it was going to be rather lopsided in favor of Edmonton. So to keep it as close as he did for as long as he did, right up until basically the end of the game, I was very impressed with Winnipeg, and I take them a little bit more seriously in this stretch now without Matt Nichols than I was uh, this time a week ago. Yeah, two guys that impressed me outside of who gets the credit is uh, J.C. Sherrod coming <sighs> off coming off the Achilles. Looks like uh, J.C. Sherrod of old. Yeah, yeah, man. That, that's a obviously I'm getting a little love because he's from Eastern Washington, uh, the, the alma mater. But uh, man, that pick right there that just shows you when you have a defensive back or defensive linebacker that can. Um, dive to make an interception you know that that's a pretty big deal especially on a route like that it was Absolutely. a six yard route he's yeah. just sitting on the guys other side um un unfortunate for strevler you know to be the first pick of his career but i'll steal this um, one right from uh morley scott the radio voice of the eskimos what do uh mike riley and chris strevler's first cfl starts have in common no idea picked off they by were Jason both in Shirt. winnipeg by the way oh um or both no sorry both against the eskimos i should yeah, say. say picked off by jc Picked off by J.C. Sherrod. <laughs> yeah, I knew Riley started over in B.C. first. Um, but, man, honestly, uh, I mean, performers of the week were Riley, Darrell Walker, and uh, I forget who the third one was. For this week by the league? Yeah, but it, it, anyways, it, Riley and Walker basically went it off a 101-yard touchdown pass, which really got their game going. Um, you know, Riley puts up there a 50-50 ball, and, and Darrell Walker goes out and does what he does, gets over the guy. Um, Some guy named Hughes was the other uh, performer. Oh, that's Char who Charleston was. Charleston Hughes. Charleston. Yeah. We'll talk about Easy him to later. forget, you know, very, very quiet. We'll talk about him later. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, those Big Hill, Adam Big Hill was the other one. You know, eight tackles coming back for the first time. Um, you know, I thought it was impressive to see him back, but not surprised by it at all. No, that's that was Adam Big Hill, and, and as we've come to know in BC, uh, it's nice that they're giving the rest of the league a chance, but not to, he didn't rejoin with Solomon, so it's nice that he's given the, the rest of the league a, a chance, but... Um, no, I thought he looked good, and uh, Winnipeg's going to need that defense to hang tough until they get Matt Nichols back, yeah. although Straveler did look good. Yeah, and J.C. Sherritt being back to being J.C. Sherritt in, in capital letters is so huge for, for Edmonton because he'd kind of mm. fallen out the last little bit with injuries and whatnot. So if he's back to being one of the, the elite players in the CFL, that's a huge boost for them. Yeah, and that's it. it Comes off news, especially with um, having to put Konar on the sixth game. Injured yeah. Konar was a guy that I thought, really was starting to come into his own as that weak side linebacker. Um, that maybe, franchise has no luck with injuries, eh? Yeah, especially the last the couple of years. Position, man. It's been Oof. tough. Yeah. Um, we can jump over to uh, Toronto Sask. That was an interesting game. That's where your third player of the week comes in uh, with Charleston Hughes getting three sacks on the day. Um, you know, congrats on the 100. You know, uh, don't we're not going to let any happen against us, but uh, congrats on the 100, the 100 sacks over there, Charleston. That was awesome. How um, much is he going to be running his mouth against you? It is going to be Oh, the some... entire game. Oh. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> the entire game. Man, we, we always have a drill. Uh, when we go offense, defense, right when it starts off on day one, day two, day three, first thing he always does, just yells out, sack, sack, as loud as he can. So 
Uh, we all know it's coming, but uh, we'll try to, you know, quiet them real early in that game. So, uh, obviously, uh, big story is Zach Claro's coming out, you know, and, and getting that, that monkey off the back, you know, getting that win again, um, which I'm glad. I'm tired of hearing everybody talk about him like he's not a, an elite quarterback, which he is. So, uh, it was good to see him get out there and do that. Mess getting out there, getting a couple carries. I mean, when I was watching, this was just something that surprised me. When I was watching the game, I would have said Trey Mason had more carries than Messam. Probably right there into the last drive or two. Mm. I mean, and then all of a sudden I look at the stats and it's 21 carries, 72 yards. So interesting for me because that's the first time I've really watched it on the outside. Is that how it always is for Messam? You know, like you don't even notice that he's getting 21 carries, you he know, just at, eats at it, three, man. four like, yards to yeah. carry. Yeah. And, and the body's always fresh because he's just an animal. Like no matter, <laughs> he went through four car crashes in one day, but that's yeah, all good. I'm still here carrying the ball 20 plus times a game. He just makes it look so easy. And whether it's a long yard, a seven, eight yard run on first down to set up a nice second and short, or if it's in second and short, just automatically, it's like he knows where that first down line is. It's like you can see the yellow line on, on, the, on the field, even though it's only on television. So yeah, he's just, he's so good at that. And especially, you would notice this more than anybody, but just the ability to eat up those extra yards, that second effort. When you, when you think he's going down, but then all of a sudden it's three or four more yards. You're like, well, that's just messing being messing. Yeah, I think the one thing I noticed is that he never he doesn't go backwards very often. You know, no. as, even as a tackle. He's always falling forward, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. He's falling forward for that extra yard or two. So uh, good on him with the uh, the 70, 72 yards there. Um, somebody said here, Winnipeg's all, offensive lineman picked up the guy with the ball and ran for five yeah. yards. It was awesome, but he got a double block penalty. What Can't do it. That? I didn't even see that. I so, saw, I'll be honest. I mean, I'm sure with every fan out there, I stopped watching after the second yeah. rain delay. Yeah. I mean, when, when they announced kickoff's going to be at uh, 11 o'clock mountain time, you're like, wow, well, that's calling it a night. Probably going to be good. I watched, I'll be fully honest, I watched the whole thing, but it was worth it because it was an awesome finish. Yeah, it was. Um, but I was morning the next day, so there was not a ch- I had to wake up in like three hours after that thing was done. So I, I was I was not yeah. sticking up for that whole one. Uh, that play that the texter is talking about, though, you can't do that because essentially what the old lineman did was the ball carrier was in, um, you know, in tight, trying to stick on his feet with about three or four defenders around him. And the old lineman took him right from behind and essentially pushed the uh, the ball carrier forward. And used him essentially as a sandwich between him and the uh, and the defender, which you can't do as an old lineman, especially downfield. So that's why he got called for it. Yeah, it's the old, old uh, college Reggie Bush rule, isn't it? Yeah, liner was out there reaching for the end zone. Reggie Bush comes behind him, and pushes him in. Yeah, man, I'll tell you what, quarterbacks hate that. I I was I think it was 2013. I was um, I'm rolling over the pylon, kind of turn around to reach backwards for the pylon. Here comes John Cornish putting his shoulder into my ribs. <laughs> And it was after I had just broken my ribs against Elaminian, so I was I was not happy at all when that happened. Um, and I'm like, John, man, don't worry about it. I got it. I don't need you to come here tackling. I don't need another person out here tackling me. Um, so it was, yeah. I'm sure it was very clean like that, too. Yeah. yeah. yeah nice and not, calm. Not way. exactly how it came out. <laughs> <laughs> you can't really refeed that? Word for word? More, a little bit more uh, color more colorful, to it. Yeah. 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 It was funny. So I text Mike. I text Mike after the game. I'll jump back to that real quick. I text Mike uh, the next day. And I was like, hey, man, how was that, you know, rain delay? I'm sure that's pretty rough, especially getting the arm worn back up. And he said, man, funniest thing about it was I had a rushing touchdown on Thursday and a rushing touchdown on Friday. <laughs> so I'm, I'm surprised it's not one of those stats that somebody yeah. out there picked up, like first quarterback ever to rush for uh, a touchdown two days in a row. That's awesome. Um, but what do my owls need to do to become relevant again? I'm going to stay away from that question. I'll let you guys talk about that if y'all want to. A lot would be the, the short answer. 
Yeah, it's going to be a tough year in Montreal. Tough few years. What do you think about Willie? I thought he was all right for the first half. I thought he uh, he struggled a little bit in the second half, but the first half I thought he was impressive. It was better than what I thought it was going to be. Um, but it's it's just clear it's not what he used to be, um, and and it is kind of clear that you know that hump is maybe past him a little bit. Um, but I thought the first half he he held his own. It's unfortunate though that you know with some of those weapons on offense they can't use it a little bit more. And it's too bad because, you know, you want to protect Willie, you give the ball to Sutton a lot, but then it's too easy for the defense to just stack the box and, and then you have to throw it again. So I thought he was okay in the first half, but I, I do think he struggled and showed some rust as, as the game went on. Yeah, overall, I was not overly impressed with what I saw. Uh, it was it was right around what I was expecting and my expectations weren't overly high. So, you know, I, I, I didn't come out of that thinking, okay, well, Montreal's got this thing. It's like, well, no, I, I still... The, the win total in Vegas was at five and a half, and I, I'm still feeling okay taking the under on that one. The uh, best part of that about the game, BC and, and Montreal, was the uh, hit number eight put on the streak. Oh, oh man. Oh, man. <laughs> and then yeah, to add insult to injury, the, uh, the government fined that, uh, the streaker today. So no. not, not, only did you, not only did you get drilled, but you also got fined today. It was only 115 bucks. Still, I, yeah, well, yeah, 115 bucks and a collapsed lung or whatever. Yeah, you got. I was, I was waiting to see the reaction from the public on the hit. I think it was pretty favorable. Yeah, Which I is think so. A, a bit surprising. A guy in full gear as a professional athlete drills this guy. I think we all, as a public, understand. Like, it was you, so bizarre, though, because obviously they don't show the streakers on television. So you just like listen to the commentators and like, wow, we got a distraction here. Oh, and he's been laid out, and then it. <laughs> Fan videos everywhere, of course, and with this today's day and age, it eventually went viral. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. I, I think we all understand as a, as a population. Like, there's not a ton of things we agree on in the world right now. We all agree if you run onto a football field with 24 highly trained athletes, you should get your chest. You deserve. Yeah, you. Chest. you de- he, he probably deserved more, quite frankly. But uh, it was. Oh, I loved that. Yeah, dude, running around with his pants off. I might throw a football <laughs> in him. I'm not going to tackle him though. Um. Oh. It, so we've got the, do you think the willingness of a quarterback to run helps an offense and vice versa? Um, yeah, obviously. I mean, I think in the CFL, especially with the wide field, you know, giant field, if you can get out of the pocket and make some plays happen, it becomes very tough um, on a defense. Uh, do I think you need 30 yards rushing in game? No. It's also that, with that bigger field, though, easier for receivers to find room, right? Oh, yeah. And that's, that's, that's the best part, man. If you create plays with your feet, and that's why people talk about Manziel the way they do. If, if you have a guy that can get out of the pocket and create a play that is extending the length of the play, um, those DBs can only cover for so long. And it makes it really, really tough. I mean, they're, they they cover in a way that, hey, our either our D-line should get there within, you know, a three to three and a half second window max. You know, you don't expect a lot of plays to go past four seconds. Um, yeah. you know, so you're expecting to kind of stop the coverage after that. So when they have to all of a sudden cover a guy that's not running, he's running an oblong route, you know, he's wheeling up the sideline, coming back, or he's just going straight up the field, man, that makes it tough on those guys. So when you have that, it, uh, it becomes dangerous. I don't necessarily think you need to run the football past the line of scrimmage all the time, but it does, it does open things up with linebackers, DBs, uh, safeties, especially when they see you start to scoot up in the pocket. They really start to crash down on you, want to get that big hit, and that starts to open up some behind uh, dig windows, curl mm-hmm. windows, and over the top. So, um, yeah, man, I don't know. Were, were y'all at the game or were you just listening? I watched on television. 
Yeah, I watched it on TV. It was disrespectful how loud the, the crowd cheered when I ran the ball. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see the one text here? It goes, 10-yard uh, run. You would have thought I ran for a 100-yard touchdown. <laughs> hey, Bo, the uh, person sitting in front of me at the Hamilton game said you dropped 40 pounds. Uh, that is false, isn't it? It is. Yeah. 30 pounds. <laughs> but, yes, it was a decent amount of weight that uh, that has definitely made me feel a little bit lighter in the knees. And, and honestly, man, I felt good moving around. I thought there was a couple times that, you know, they they could have had some sacks that, you know, we were able to get out of and make some plays. And especially, honestly, the last play of the game, or probably third or fourth the last play of the game, scrambled out and hit KJ for a first down. It kind of sealed it. And then, you know, two plays later, that's when uh, Don Jackson runs for the 44-yard touchdown. So that was uh, that was huge. By the way, if I was in the stands, I would have cheered too. Disrespectful. <laughs> uh, let's take a quick break here. We'll come back. We'll talk some of the other games. Uh, we'll jump into some uh, some uh, of our game and what I thought of it and who I thought was player of the game. Uh, but you listen to the Bo Show on Sports at 960 The Fan. The Bo Show, big guests for SML Entertainment, pool tables, hot tubs, patio furniture, and much more. With four locations in Calgary, Cross Iron Mills, and Red Deer. Details at SMLEntertainment.com. Back to the Bo Show for SML Entertainment. One, two, on Sportsnet 960, the fan. All right, we are back. Um, some breaking news. I don't know how long ago this actually happened because I'm, I'm off Twitter. So, uh, Deron Carter to play exclusively at DB. To start and play exclusively the whole time. So, no receiver. They did that last year, too, right? At the very uh, end? Yeah. One game? Well, against us. Against us. He never played receiver that game. I don't remember if he stepped on the field at receiver or not. I know he played the whole game. Pete, to your right, would know he's a he's a diehard green boy. I was actually at that game and wasn't really paying attention to the snaps uh, snap count as much. But I, I don't I don't think he played receiver in that game. But I, I don't I don't remember. think he did. But uh, I mean, he didn't get very many balls last last week. You know, week one against uh, against Toronto. I mean, they weren't airing the ball out too much. Um, they only passed for 200 yards, but still getting the win, scoring 27 points. So, uh, obviously, you know, Jones is like what they're doing on the ground game. And they've got, I mean, they've got a plethora of receivers over there, you know, in my opinion. I think they've, they've got guys out there. I mean, that's, it's tough because you take one of the best receivers off the field. You know, a guy that can go and and give you a touchdown catch in, in any point in the game. Um, you know, but he's very, very dangerous on at, at defense. Uh, and gives you another very athletic guy. So I don't know if it's because he doesn't like what he's got at Boundary Corner uh, or what it might be, but uh, that, that news out of SAS today. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that as much. Like it's fine to put him out there every now and then, and obviously he's done better than some have expected him to do. But he, when you put him at receiver, like he is one of the more talented receivers, not only on that team but in this league. So to take that weapon away from an offense that put up some points, but didn't really blow Toronto away at any point. I, I don't know. I, I think this is overthinking things a bit too much. It's odd too. Cause they, the defense looked pretty good in week one. I mean, yeah. I, I thought they did a nice job against Ricky Ray and, and Held him without a touchdown. Absolutely. So bit surprising. Uh, it could also just be Chris Jones being Chris Jones and we'll see him line up at receiver in the first series. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> never, true. never know, man, but he, um, he, he typically, I mean, when he comes out with things like this, I feel like he typically sticks to his guns, and he does it for a reason. Um, now, yeah. he was apparently getting looks last year from NFL teams as the DB, so maybe this has something to do with yeah, that. I, feel like, I don't know. I feel like after playing last year, that would have came to fruition by now. Yeah. I don't know his contract situation. I think he was. I think he just re-upped for one year this year. Yeah, I think, yeah. yeah. I think he was a free agent here at the end of the year last year. 
Um, and then did you see the thing about maritime football? No. So maritime football limited. Uh, let me actually read it correctly. Uh, maritime football limited agreed a process for securing Halifax franchise. Uh, basically, they agreed to a three-set process for securing the league's tenth team. Uh, this is uh, credit to Dave Naylor, but um, they're supposed to be in a Halifax meeting on Tuesday. The city council expected to provide details of where they stand in the process. Um, I mean, you know, if you watch the the, the CFL opener in Winnipeg against Ed, Edmonton, uh, Ambrosi said that they weren't any farther along, and it's not happening for sure, but. Um, as far as it looks, I mean, the possibility of playing games at Moncton University while a stadium in Halifax is being built. So, um, I mean, potential good news out of uh, out of the East Coast there. Pretty awesome to have two five team divisions, I would think. Man, and it just it. I would love it because it messes right now. The the bye weeks are all screwed and they're terrible. You wouldn't have a team opening the season on a bye <laughs> if you had ten teams. Well, it worked out for Ottawa; they're in first place right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, see, they're, uh, they're but no, fine I, with it. And and I think also if you get to ten, it would help quiet the conversation of just one conference. Like, oh yeah, you know what I mean. So um, I encourage. I, I hope it happens. It'd be awesome to see a franchise in the Maritimes. Um, and uh, I know that they've had the touchdown Atlantic there in years past. It's done well. Uh, obviously, getting a stadium would be the first step to helping secure that team. Um, but no, it, it would be awesome, I think. And, and I certainly think you, you would agree in terms of guys you brought in for camps and players you've seen. I mean, there's enough talent to have another, another team. Oh, there's definitely enough no talent. Question. I mean, there's, you know, the coaching staff, you got to find, uh, another full coaching staff, but I mean, there's plenty of coaches out there that have been in the CFL game, the CFL game before. And I mean, the thing is, you just don't want, you don't want it to be a situation where they just come in they're the last place team in the league and it's tough. But I mean, if you look at Ottawa and the way they mm-hmm. did the CFL, I think that they did a good job with the um, the expansion draft. You know, I mean, I think I think the talent is there with the, within the league. I think there's plenty of young quarterbacks out there right now for them to find a couple of good ones. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I, mean, I think it's I think it's huge in the sense of you know we have three bye weeks this season and. You know, we start the the season a week earlier, but we had a bye week, so it doesn't do anything for the end of the season like we, you know, we're aiming for. Um, but now this year we have we have three five day weeks, uh, and they're all, you know, not great situations. A lot of teams do have to go through it, um, but the five day weeks, man, that's when the injuries and things like that start mm-hmm. to happen. So, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I, I am excited though if Maritime Football Limited is able to put that together and get a new franchise out there because. Uh, having 10 teams would make the league much, much more viable, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Wholeheartedly. No, I and and I, I think the talent level is, like, th- this is the best the talent level's been in this league in a long time, and I think this is the most ready that it would be for a 10th team. Yeah. I saw I saw some uh, some sketches of possible, like, names and jerseys and things like that. I was obviously a CFL fan out there that just, you know, you know took Photoshop and went out there and did some things, but it, it was... Situations like fun. that, I wish I had skills to do that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, any kind of artistic jersey. ability just, just at all. Messed around, yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, it's a stick man, and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. can't tell what that jersey is, hey? I don't so. remember some of the names, but some of them were pretty rough, and there were some that were like decent, like the Fog or something like that. But their jerseys were basically like the Raiders. <laughs> yeah, they looked all black and silver. They were dirty. Nice. Um, all right, let's talk. Uh, let's talk our game one. Uh, to me, it was ultimately the best way to describe it. It's a win. It wasn't wasn't pretty. Um, you know, there were I think there were sparks of good things on offense, defense, and special teams, and then there were things on offense, defense, and special teams that we could all fix. Um, you know, start with ourselves. That's easiest for me to talk about on the offense. You know, I missed some throws early on. 
Um, honestly, wasn't wasn't too used to having the arm strength back again, and uh, and sometimes oh, I can't throw that far. Man, <laughs> yeah, like, there were there were some times where I was last year I was you know struggling to put some balls out there and giving everything I had, uh, and these guys were you know almost outrunning them. So uh, to have that strength back again felt great, but obviously it didn't work out you know timing wise and connection wise with some of my guys. But you know ultimately we we put a lot of things together early on, which was what I was impressed with. If we started out on the five yard line, drove all the way down for a score. Um, you know, really what you, you try to do is get two first downs, change field position. But, um, you know, had the big catch out of Reggie right there and another big catch out of him about two plays later. Um, and then missed, missed KJ uh, on a wide open play that we ended up scoring on the same play or later on in the game. Uh, but then play after that, hit the goalpost. And, man, I'll tell you what, that breaks my heart doing that. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy when, they, when, you, when you hit that goalpost and then, like, camera angle goes right to the, the post and they're just shaking yeah and then it cuts to you and you're just like the the most stern look on your face you're like did that just happen yeah really really it's more embarrassing than <laughs> you know what i mean like being, it's like, it's like being just, here seven years now yeah. i've gone around that it's almost like you gotta tell the fans like, guys i know it's there don't yeah, worry yeah, yeah. yeah. no no guys i remember it's cfl <laughs> i remember it's there um but yeah i think we kind of stalled there in the second and we were looking for that running game to pick up a little bit. And I think once it did, I think you got to give Hamilton credit. They did a good job making some adjustments, uh, making it tough, tough on us in the second quarter. Uh, in the first quarter, we threw for like 140. You know, I'm looking at it like, oh, man, we might have a big, big day today as long as we keep things going. Um, you know, but then when I saw that, I saw 12 rushing yards. And I was like, man, we got to pick up our rushing game uh, or else they're just going to start dropping nine guys. And yeah. lo and behold, you know, second quarter, they start dropping nine guys. Um, and then we find some things in the run game, and that's when I thought things started to pick back up there towards the end of the third quarter. Um, but speaking of that, what did y'all think about the run game with Terry Williams and Don Jackson? Well, I know Dave raved about Don Jackson in terms of what he was doing in that game. I thought he was great. Uh, I thought he made great cuts. And we just talked about Messam last segment in terms of fighting for extra yardage. For a smaller dude, Don Jackson is a gamer, man. Like yeah. he, he fights for that yardage. He does not go down easy. Uh, which is something I love, especially in a running back. Uh, but I thought he was electric. Take nothing away from Terry, who I, I think is, is definitely going to have an impact on this team. But um, in a CFL debut, uh, Don Jackson was was really good. Yeah, with Terry, I thought it was just it was too many like second and seven, second and eight for you guys to have to work out of every time. And it, it was just uh, you you did on a number of occasions. You were able to move the ball quite effectively. But when Jackson came in, I just thought there was a much more balance to the offense and it really helped things get moving for you guys uh, as the game went on yeah I think his biggest impact obviously towards the end of the game 44 yard touchdown run to seal it that was huge but his biggest impact to me came in the blocking game early on you got Adrian Tracy who is just uh, a monster out there on the edge you got Ted Laurent um, and giving credit to the O-line that's who I actually gave player of the game to after the game uh, I, I said it was the O-line as far as you know allowing me to sit in that pocket and do what I have to do. Um, there's going to be times where I have to escape no matter what. The guys can't be perfect on, mm. you know, a very good D-line the entire time. But um, but Adrian was getting around the edge a little bit, and, man, Don just didn't hesitate putting his, you know, his shoulder pad right in the guy's chest a couple different times and, you know, made him stumble once or twice here and there. And that's where I was like, man, this guy's he's physical. He understands it. He's got it. You know, he's not afraid to put his helmet in there. Um, but, yeah, man, I saw, I saw that special talent. Um, putting his hand back on the ground after he's about to fall down and to you know get four or five extra yards, which is a messing like thing to do out of a very small back. So um, definitely impressed with the guy. You know, impressed with Terry as well. I mean, that's the one thing for me with Terry is it's when you know you hand off a ball inside and he's running you know inside the guards and 
you know, the hole barely splits open and he just peeks right through. And he's, and by the time he peeks through that, that line of scrimmage, he's 10 yards down the field. And that makes it tough on a defense. A lot of teams last year would play us with mess. They would play us off. Linebackers would drop first and react to the run and come down to rally tackle mess and say, Hey, we're going to, if you're going to, you know, run the ball, you know, 40 times a game for three yards, then we'll let you beat us that way. But we know you're not that patient. Um, So they're not able to do that with these two guys. And that's, that's something I think that's going to give us a, an extra dynamic this year, so definitely looking forward to that. I think uh, so too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What did uh, you uh, What did you make of the return game without Roy? Um. Yeah, that was one of the questions on here as far as you know changing field position without Roy out there. I mean, I thought it was good. I think it's kind of a committee thing right now, moving between Terry, um, you know, Stoudemire, uh, shoot a couple different guys. I mean, I thought it was good. I didn't think, um, you know, I can't, I can't say that I sat in there and watched the special teams film. Um, you know, so I, I don't know how great we did blocking wise, blocking on the edge, letting these guys get out. Um, I know they hit it vertical, and that's a big thing for us. That's something that Killam's always preaching, you know, catch the ball and get vertical. Uh, I know they did that. So, uh, to be honest with you, I mean, I didn't see any problems with what they did. I thought they did great. They, they fielded all the footballs like they were supposed to. Uh, you know, we had the one where he caught on the one and got tackled on the five, which is, um, you know, unfortunate, but we got out of there. So that's, that's, a, that's a big deal for us as an offense. You know, we, it's a bad mistake by the returner if the offense doesn't get out. But if yeah. the offense does get out, then, hey, don't worry about it. So um, I thought they did good. I thought they'll continue to do better the rest of the game. Uh, one of the things that uh, a lot of people were talking about with the, the offense was when Marquay left. It's like that that guy was automatic, like second and six, second and five. Was there any concerns with that for you in this game now that you guys have a full regular season game in now? that situation obviously didn't slow you down a whole lot as the offense went well, but how, how were you feeling with the guys you had out there in, in second and medium situations? Yeah, man, I felt good. I felt like, uh, I honestly didn't feel like we were in a lot of second medium situations. You know, I think we either got the first down on first down or we left ourselves in second long. And that's mm-hmm. more or less the second quarter and beginning of third quarter. when we were kind of uh, stumbling there a bit. Um, when they started checking to that nine man defense, um, you know, through the cloud, dropping everybody, um, linebackers trying to take away your dig routes, your curls, everything. You've got to come down to your running backs. You got to come down to drags. You got to come down to your outside guys on hitches. Um, and I wasn't getting there based off our game plan, what I had planned for. And that's that's on me as a quarterback to see that on film, change it right away, um, and start hitting those things. And honestly, when we were in good second medium situations, I felt I feel great about our receivers. I think KJ provides a different dynamic with speed. You know, down that middle, right. uh, scares guys a little bit more. A lot of guys started to play Quay kind of like they played Nick Lewis, which was, you know, let, I'm going to let you run past me. I'm going to play you on your back hip. We'll put a guy over the top. But you're not just going to burn off on everybody for uh, – they, they weren't super worried about the speed. You know, mm-hmm. Now you got KJ there. I mean, that's not something you can do. You've got to play off on that guy, and he's a bigger body guy. So, um, yeah, I mean, I feel good about what we're able to do, moving everybody around. And I think that's where we're a little bit more dangerous this year is um, – not a lot of guys in the receiving core are locked into one position. You know, there, it seems like we can really kind of move everybody around right now, and that's that's when an offense can get very, very hard to play against. What would you do? As I saw Masoli's reaction, it was like very kind of hands in the air. Like, are you kidding me? I, first of all, I don't think the receiver could have made the catch. What would you do if like a guy like um, I thought he could make the catch, Michael Johnson or something goes and snaps a, snaps a ball on the sideline as Simone Lawrence did. That was a that was a weird play. Yeah, I I didn't even see it on the field. <laughs> I saw it you know on the highlights after, and uh, I'd be pretty hot. You know, I mean, <laughs> I, I'd be it'd be tough for me not to get animated off that one. But watching the play, the you Simone, think he could have made the catch? Well, eh? Simone saved him a ten yard penalty. 
because the receiver ran out of bounds on yeah. his own and then came back in to try and make the catch. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It probably still could have been a penalty because he was thrown to and he did try to catch the ball. But it was funny to watch the guy get into argument with Simone. And he's like, yo, I had that catch. And, <laughs> and Simone, like looked at him like, no, you didn't. Like, <laughs> so, yeah, that, uh, was, that was definitely pretty interesting to me. The right camera there. cuts to the Hamilton bench and Lawrence just like, has his hand over his mouth and he's clearly laughing about it. <laughs> it yeah, man, that very was very odd. Uh, I think I think everybody. I don't, I don't know if I would have to say much because I think everyone on the sideline would kind of. Well, I think I think that one for yeah, you. I think June uh, June Jones put a put a quick stop to that right away. He was like, "What are you doing, man? Yeah. Come on!" Well, I mean, stop it. I love watching those plays, and you watch. Obviously, you watch the main part of the play. You watch Simone and the receiver's reaction, but then go back and watch it again and just yeah. watch the reaction from everybody else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the guys like rolling their eyes. <laughs> those are always those are always funny yeah. to me, man. It's a good time. Um. I mean, if we get, we have to talk about it. It's the catch of the year so far, and it probably will. There's be been a lot a of texts about it too. Yeah, and and, and the Jawan Breskison. Um, <laughs> there's like nine different spellings on his name in his text. <laughs> uh, By the way, how many before you get into your story? How many times was it watched in film? Like, uh, did Breskison no, demand it, it gets rewatched? Or? <laughs> Dave's a one-time guy. Oh, and really? Oh, yeah, and he's on to the next play. You know, like <laughs> no protests. No. Uh, I mean, every now and then we're like, hey, come on, like l- let us see that, but. Dave's on it. He's on the clock. He's got things to do. Um, but I asked Brett, I said, how many times do you watch it? The next morning, he's like like 10. So he's probably watched like 20 or 30 times. Yeah, yeah. I, I would take the over on 10 for sure. Oh, that, that's a, a lie, 100%. Man, so yeah, I didn't. I, so I have this thing. When I throw the ball, I stare at the receiver the whole time. I never look at the ball. So sometimes uh, when the ball is not spiraling or when it is, I don't notice whether or not it is. And so in that 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 play, I originally thought it was just a great spiral and then I go back and watch it, and the ball's just wobbling all over the place. And that's what makes it even more impressive it's a, it's to me. A, it's a duck. Yeah. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Big duck. But that's what makes it more impressive to me. Oh, that, yeah. that he snagged yeah. that. You know, if you go back and watch the Odell Beckham. It's a perfect you know, it spiral. It was a tight spiral. Yeah. So those things are they're a little easier to kind of grasp and get on there. Um, that was that was very, yeah, That's very like a whole palm job that uh, Breskison did because of how you know, it wasn't tight at all. So he's like, just straight out. Yeah, it was very impressive. Yeah, that was yeah. man. I don't know if you remember though. His first catch was almost the exact same. Thing. Oh, really? I don't remember. It was against Ottawa. It was uh, either last year, or two years ago. He's the sixth receiver on the roster, and we had Quay got injured early. It was Quay, in Ottawa, right? No, it was in it was in Calgary. Oh, okay. And uh, Quay puts his hand behind him when his, as he falls down and kind of hurts his thumb, so he's got to come out. So Brest comes in. He's he's kind of looking wide eyed, like he's you know kind of surprised to be in. Um, and they run cover zero on the first play, and he's running seam right down the middle. And I kind of shy away from the the blitzer and put the ball up there for him, and it's starting to go behind him. And same thing, right hand, just leans back, snags it one-handed, falls down, does his little first down thing he always does. Um, but the best part about that one is is he messed up like the next two plays. So you knew it was like <laughs> it was it was in his head a little bit. So he had a good learning experience from that one. So I don't think this one stayed in his head too long, which was that was good. <laughs> That's what I was. That's what I was impressed with. He say anything on the sideline, like, "Man, how damn good was that?" Hey, or anything like that. I, anything I, I, I watched it and I was like, "How did you catch that ball?" <laughs> you know, because those are just the, as you scramble out, man. You see a bigger receiver on a smaller DB. It's all right, good. Here's here's yeah. the fifty fifty ball. It's, well, yeah. it's either yours or nobody's. And you know, when they come down with them, sometimes you're like, "Man, I don't know how you caught that." But uh, yeah, that's one that'll definitely stick in the memory there for a while. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh... Pretty good. Yeah, it wasn't bad. All right, we will uh we'll take a quick break again. When we come back, we'll talk some dad hats, we'll talk Father's Day. Uh we'll, we'll finish up here on the CFL and, and answer some of these questions from the text line. Uh, so text in nine six zero nine six zero. Is there anything you want to talk about, you want to ask about? 
uh, or you want to get my opinion on, text us in, uh, and you are listening to The Bo Show on Sports at 960 The Fan. The Bo Show Big Guests for SML Entertainment. Pool tables, hot tubs, patio furniture, and much more. With four locations in Calgary, Cross Iron Mills, and Red Deer. Details at smlentertainment.com. Calgary football fans, this is your quarterback. The Bo Show with Bo Levi Mitchell on Sportsnet 960. Brought to you by SML Entertainment. Welcome back to The Bo Show. The Bo Show is back every Tuesday from 3 to 4 p.m. Brought to you by SML Entertainment. Pool tubs or pool tables, hot tubs, patio furniture, and much, much more with five locations in Calgary, Cross Iron Mills, and Red Deer. Go to smlentertainment.com for details. Um, how was y'all's Father's Day? I know you've got like five kids. You've got like nine. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> are, you, are you a dad? No. No? I know you're not. Come on now. Never. <laughs> <laughs> Never? What? You better learn. <laughs> I don't think it is. At some point, Will will be a dad. But uh, it's not right now. Just not yet, and that's fine. We don't. We don't need. Oh, we don't, we listen, don't need little Willie running around. Listen to you. How many what? years have you been engaged? Holy <laughs> one and a like, bit. He's trying to set the the Guinness World Record wait, wait, for wait, years wait. of engagement. I've got to know. That. Ask him when he got engaged. April last year. That's a lie. No, that is an absolute. 2016. No, 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 no. Come no, no, on, no, no, no. no, not 2016. No, 2017. April 2017, we got engaged. But is there a date? Uh, October 2019. Oh, you're good. Yeah, see? Yeah, I mean, if he's engaged and he's got a date, it's different than the guys that are like, oh, yeah, we're engaged. Like, when are you get married? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Not anytime soon. Like, what do you mean? And they have three yeah, kids. Why'd you propose to? Still engaged. That's happened before, too. I've seen that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think the longest I saw was 10 years engaged. I was like, okay, you're married now. Like, that, that's, that, that is too long. You are now officially married. Well, man, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put my, my guy's name out there, but my trainer last year, um, or this past this year, he uh he's been with this girl for like nine years. People can and I was like, Oh, so you're you're basically common law married. And he's like, No, 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 no. And I was like, Well, here you are, like in the states you are, if you've lived with her for that long. I was like, When do you plan on? He's like, Oh, I don't know, man, you know, trying to avoid that one. And I'm like, What do you mean you're trying to avoid it? I'm like, why are you with her for ten years if you're trying to avoid that? He's like, Oh man, you know, her family's on me, her dad's on me. Um. Yeah, man, I just can't lock myself down yet. I'm like, what is it? <laughs> like, you've been with her for ten years. That's pretty locked down. That's you're as locked down as it gets. <laughs> um. Funny thing is, if people can connect the dots, uh, Bo mentioned his trainer's name multiple times in the first show this year. No, not my throwing coach. Oh, not my throwing oh, okay. coach. No, no, no. no. Still, <laughs> still said it. You don't do that. You don't. You don't. You just put the rabbit out there. They, That's you know, right. They got to go chase it. Um, but man, my father's day was awesome. Uh, I, I don't, for those out there that don't know, I'm a first time father. Um, but it was my second father's day. My daughter's 15, almost 16 months now. Um, and it was awesome, man. It just, so, so this is what you've got to do. I'm going to go ahead and give you guys the, uh, the insight now for when it happened. So my wife and I, so we're coming up on mother's day and you know, as a, as a dad, you, you're stressed into my, all right, how do I, cause I mean, Dads can't live up to moms. It just it doesn't happen, man. The moms do way more work. They they take care of the baby. They push the baby out, man. They, they do everything. Um, and dads, you just try to keep up as much as you possibly can. Um, so when Mother's Day comes up, you stress. You know, it's, oh, man, what am I going to do? I've got to make sure it's perfect. i got to make sure it's, you know, 
that it's everything she wants. And I have a very, you know, very um, loving and forgiving wife. And she, she, uh, she made it easy on me this year. But, but she was like, you know, all I want is I want to go to Sephora and I want to shop for some makeup. And then I want to have a picnic. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Like, yeah, we can do that. But in my head, I'm like, but I know that's not all. We've got to do more. I like, got to <laughs> figure out more. She's like, no, 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 don't. Like, it's okay. And I sat there and thought about it. I was like, man. I was like, babe. I was like, you already have a kind of plan of like the, the way you see the day. I was like, we have Valentine's Day. You have birthdays. You have Christmas where it's always distressing the other person. How about instead just Mother's Day and Father's Day? On Mother's Day, you get to choose what we do the entire day. Wherever we go, if we go shopping, buy whatever you want. You know, wherever we go, whatever we do, it's on you. It's your choice. And then Father's Day, same for me. I get to, you know, if I want to, you know, sit at home and watch TV or if I want to, you know, hopefully that's not what you want to do on Father's Day. But um, <laughs> for me, it was going golfing. And luckily, I have a wife that golfs, so it, it made it pretty awesome. But I'm telling you, man, that is the way to go. What did you shoot? Uh, I didn't actually. Technically, I, I couldn't score um, because I didn't drive. So I was just giving my arm a break from the game and trying to be smart. So I just took whoever had a decent-ish drive and drop tried to middle. take the best. Yeah, just drop right in the middle. Um, I, I mean, I was. I was oh, dropping. that's weird! You hit the one fifty marker every hole. Yeah, that's the word about it. Yeah, and I'm really good at hitting my nine iron from there. Um, but no, so basically, I just because uh, I, I always ride with my wife, and then you know, if she had a, a drive anywhere that's playable, I'd play hers. If not, I'd play somebody else's. But um, we yeah, we played Country Hills. We played with with one of the uh, the head guys there again. We call him. Um, but her, her dad was out for the game. My mom was out for the game. So, um, you know, so my mom was watching Ellie the whole time and then, you know, she got to treat her dad to golf and then, uh, we just got to go out there and play, man. It was, I'm telling you, that's, that's the way to go. Nice. Do yeah. let the mom choose everything. She, so if she wants to, you know, go do a spa day and, and wants you to clean and cook and do everything with the kids, do that, man. It's just, it's allow the, the 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 other person just to have the choice of the day of what because no you never you never do any other day like it's your it's your birthday somebody else is making plans for your birthday you know what i mean so it's nice like father's day uh i want i just want to go golfing and then i just want to show the house to everybody and it was perfect man it was awesome what'd you have for dinner um the mom cooked yeah so my mom's in town um she made uh this kind of beef ravioli uh with some sausages in it uh some salad i mean it was like one of those summer salads got fruit all in it it was awesome um but again it was you know we're we're out there golfing having a beer or two and then as soon as we get home mom's already got the dinner ready she's watched ellie all day ellie can't wait for you to get home to see you so it was uh it was pretty clutch the best part though the gift from the wife so my absolute favorite ice cream right now is carrot cake ice cream I've seen it. I've Ooh. been too scared to try. It's amazing. It's fiasco gelato. All right. So legitimately was too scared to try. I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this. Do you like carrot cake? I'm 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 about like a six out of ten on carrot cake. Okay. So I think you'll love about it. Two under where you should be. You should be yeah. carrot cake is at least an eight. How dare yeah, you? No matter what. <laughs> um so my wife doesn't like carrot cake and even she likes it. So really? yeah, it's that good. But uh so it was like one of the spring flavors they came out with, like carrot cake ice cream. And, you know, basically it was like my one cheat. So like Maddie loves half-baked ice cream, but then she started liking this, this halo top ice cream. It's only got like 90 calories in it. So you can eat the whole, the whole pint and not, not worry about anything. It's only 90 calories. Um, but yeah, so then, so we find this one and then we start going back to stores and it's not there anymore. Oh no. And I'm like, no, like it's not there anymore. So for Father's Day, Maddie goes to Fiasco Gelato, the actual place, you know, asks if they have any left. She's like, I don't think we do. Lady goes in the back, brings out this tub. And she's like, this is all we have left in the entire city. 
And Maddie's like, I'll take it. <laughs> so I get home and, uh, you know. How much of a surprise is that, I bet? Like, it that was, was like, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, because I was pretty positive we'd never find it again. Because You're like, well, it was good while it lasted. Yeah, exactly. It was like one of those, like, I'll try to make it one day and it won't ever be, it won't ever live up to the, the standard. But uh, no, it was pretty awesome, man. It was. And you probably was, crushed the tub, hey? Oh, no. It was like the tub is like huge. So you're saving some. Oh, yeah. There's no way I could eat that much. If you can and eat that much, you have no problem. Yeah, you feel so sick. <laughs> um, let's answer could. some of these questions. 960-960. Um, do you think the CFL move up the season to have the Grey Cup played in October? I mean, honestly, I hope so. I mean, I think it makes things more viable for a lot of people to watch. Um, but then again, to be honest with you, man, I love the Grey Cup last year. Playing in the snow. like Hey, man, that's what makes the CFL the CFL. Yeah, I know, man. It was awesome. That. The games you like to avoid are just the colder, rainier ones of, but those are happening in October too. Mm. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's trying to guess along with the weather. Well, in somebody uh, tough. I think it was Dave Naylor actually at TSN put it out there when uh, when the season began. I think it was the first week of preseason or just before, and he was like, "For all the people that want the season moved up," and I think it was like gross that week like, in terms of rain and cold and stuff. Oh, yeah. He's like. Just a reminder, uh, this would if be you wanted it up, uh, moved up, this would be your season opener this weekend, and it was like just rain and like 10 degrees. I was like, yeah. It's going to be crappy whenever, though. Like You, you can you get crappy win, weather, weather whenever. Mother Nature will always win. Always. Undefeated. Yeah. Always. Um, Bo, did it feel good to run for 12 yards? <laughs> <laughs> Felt fantastic. <laughs> Didn't feel good to have the crowd cheer you, though. Yeah. No, I mean, it was good. I love, I love the crowd cheering for me, but it was just almost disrespectful how loud they cheered. It was well, like when Rudy, Maybe that was your teammates. It, it was like when Rudy went in the game for Notre Dame. Like, they were like, oh my God, it actually happened. He actually. And good they, for you. They did the same thing at the red and white game, too. So I was kind of prepared for it. Um, man, I just had something blank in my mind I was going to talk about with that. But uh, you hoping to keep defense on the toes this year? Running more? I mean, yeah, hey, it's. It is what it is, man. I'll run when it's there. If it's not, I'll throw the ball. Um, okay, so speaking about this 30 yards a game, I want I don't know how to look up this stat. I'm not I'm not savvy enough with tech when it comes to that. Who's the last quarterback to rush for over five hundred and forty yards? Ooh. It took me a while to look it up, but I could probably find out next week. Yeah, so we'll do it for next week then. We'll find out who the last quarterback or how many times has been done. Because that's so that's that's what I'm talking about. How is that the number for the quar? Thirty yards a game over eighteen games. Oof. That's what you need for a qu- a good quarterback rating. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. Riley ran for what three hundred last year, almost four. I'm trying to see if there's any quarterbacks. Okay, so Masoli ran. He led the league last year in uh, quarterback rushing, and he ran for four hundred and forty-six yards. Yeah. So he still needs another hundred yards on seventy carries. Someone said Damon Allen. Probably right. I'm trying. It's not as not easy to find. It. Yeah, it's not, not it easy to, be... stat to find. But, no. but that's uh, like. And Mike, Mike ran for 390 last year. And Mike ran for 390. My, so 2014 was the year I ran the ball, and I had like 296. I think you might be giving yourself some, too much credit. 232. 232. Uh, so how, many, how many carries? I ba- how many carries for 232? Yeah. Uh, 231. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say all, all short yardage, all short yardage. Um, man, I can't, I can't remember if I did short yardage or not that year. I want to say, I don't think I did. I think based on your uh, your yards per carry, you did not do short yardage. 
Oh, okay. So 232. Oh, man. Probably on 40 carries. Close. 35. 35 carries. Yeah. Four touchdowns. Yeah. Remember when he scored in the uh, preseason game? Rushing touchdown? Oh, yeah. Last one ever. Everyone's like, oh, my God. <laughs> Bo's gonna run for a, a thousand yards, and I a, looked at the I looked at the box score. I'm like one yard run. It was by a Mitchell. one yard rushing <laughs> touchdown. Uh, uh, maybe next time. See, that's the thing, man. Like I, I gave Mike some crap too because he had 12 rushing touchdowns last year. Riley did. What's that? Uh, he had yeah. 12 rushing touchdowns last year. 12 or 13. Yeah. 10 or 11 were from the one yard line. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's like, "Oh, he just does it on his feet." Like I I understand the guy runs the ball, but. Like, uh, all right, then we gotta be talking about Buckley for you know. Well, it's like the one year, quarterback of the year. It's the one year uh, touchdowns. didn't Drew Tate lead the league in rushing yard, touchdowns that one year? Oh yeah, and then Buckley was close last year. But he he fell off towards the end of the year because Mike started taking over at the one yard line. But yeah, I think Buck had like I want to say Buck had ten last yeah, year. Yeah, he had close to that. And then yeah, I think Drew led it one year with like eight or nine. We are up against it, so I wanted to just ask you this one final question because a fan really wanted to get your take on it. And I'm sure you've probably been asked by the media. If not, you've probably addressed it in meetings this week. Uh, red zone last year, last in the league. Uh, you were 0 for 6 in week 1. What's your thoughts on They're the red zone? On that. We weren't 0 for 6. Well, no, you scored points, yes. No, nah, we weren't 0 for 6. We, yeah, but you had, it wasn't your we, touchdown. We to, had the pass touchdown to KJ. Yeah, in the corner of the end zone. Yeah, so we were... we were 1 for 6 then. We were 5 of 6 for scoring. <laughs> we were 1 for 6 with touchdowns, yeah. but... Uh yeah, I mean it is something that needs to be addressed. It's not uh obviously it's not ideal. You wanna when you get in the red zone, you know, in the green zone we call it sometimes or go, um, you wanna score, you know, and, and not field goals. You wanna score touchdowns. So um it's something that is being addressed, it will always be addressed. It's you know, even if we were four of six, we'd be talking about how do we make it five or six of six. So um and honestly, I mean I mean I, I could take I I don't mind taking the blame for it. I just missed a couple throws. I mean, if I hit KJ on the very first one, you know, we start we start running away with that game. If we, you know, drive 105 mm-hmm. yards and and score the touchdown, and then we came out for that that double move to Mark in that I overthrew a little bit. I got a little antsy and wanted him to speed it up. But after watching on film, I was like, man, you were fine. You you took your time with your route. That's fine. But I had the protection. I could have waited. Um, and you know, then we're there's another one we're we're talking about that. That would have been from outside the red zone, actually. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's things we have to do, but. The fact is, is that it's week one. Now, if this is the same thing that's happening week three, week four, week five, week six, bigger conversation. Then yeah, it's yeah. it's then it's you're you're getting into last year where you're talking about last in the league. So, um, you know, for a team that wants to lead the league in scoring every single year, um, you know, and and be atop of the league when it comes to first in the West and and fighting for a Grey Cup, um, you know, last in the league is not going to get it done. So it's something we are addressing. We will continue to address. So I appreciate the question. Uh, but boys, that's it for me. Appreciate it, y'all. Man. Bo Show brought to you by SML Entertainment. I'll check y'all out next Tuesday from 3 to 4 p.m. Um, are you going to go to break right here? Yeah, may as well. Uh, we got headlines coming up. But- All right. Well, appreciate you guys. We'll see y'all next Tuesday. Oh, and just a reminder, next Tuesday, I'm giving away four season tickets. Well, that's right. Whoa. Four season tickets. Uh, I have not. I, I haven't looked where they're actually at, but um, given to me by a very generous fan for going out and talking to a, a young team in Strathmore. Um, and I will have those details starting next week, but make sure, let your friends know, or don't if you want to try to win them, uh, but it'll be either on the text line or call in uh, to well, 960-960. You're not on Twitter anymore, but I'm sure uh, we can filter the information to the three of us, and we'll put it out there, and 
uh, lead it up to, to next Tuesday. So we'll yeah. uh, we'll decide what we're going to do with that, and we'll make sure you're well aware for uh, for that next uh, next Tuesday. Perfect. All right. Appreciate you guys. You listened today to the Bo Show on Sports at 960 The Fan.